Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And uh, after after getting a, a pretty bad whooping today, my main man Reggie is still with me. Thank you for, for not ditching <laughs> me today, Reggie. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> we played like knuckleheads today. That's that's for sure. Yeah. We play like knuckleheads, man. That was, uh, I hate to say it, man. It was almost a waste of time. Yeah, it was. Um, it it went from a game where Washington was making a lot of mistakes to basically saying, "Buffalo, go go ahead and just take over the last quarter and just do whatever you want." offensively defensively just do whatever you want we're gonna we're gonna help you with our own mistakes and this is gonna blend into an ugly ugly mess and uh and that's what the game turned out to be in in the end right yeah you know man i i i i am i'm speechless to some extent because the game was a was a head scratcher and and i know people will look at the the final score and and deem potentially what happened. But when you actually watch the game, it was almost mind-boggling. I mean, Washington went into the fourth quarter down only 16 points. That's two scores. Right. And at that point, the defense was bend but don't break, so to speak. But they had only right. held a, a Buffalo offense to 16 points. So if the offense can get a touchdown – and then the defense continue to play well and potentially get another touchdown, you might have a different ball game. But that's not what happened. It's like the mistakes that happen early and often continue throughout the game and to the point it finally just – the dam just opened. It broke. And Buffalo puts up 21 points in the uh, fourth quarter and – the final score looks to be as it was a complete blowout. Right. Um, but the game overall, like I said, man, was somewhat of a head scratcher because we picked some week to essentially come out and and just lay an egg, man. I, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say yeah. about well, it. Well, I mean, and, and to your point, you know, I, I said – as we're going into the fourth quarter, I said, if I would have told you before the game, I would have looked into a crystal ball and told you going into the fourth quarter that Buffalo had only scored 16 points, you would have thought, man, we're, we're probably winning or, or we're right there, you know, 16 to 17, 16 to 14, you know, 16 to 21 in the favor of commanders. Uh, but, you know, obviously we had a, a big goose egg. Um, I mean, Josh Allen had a productive game but for 37 points he didn't have a special game he he uh he only had 218 yards passing um you know he, he had another 46 rushing which were some back 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 breaking rushes that he had um but other other than uh digs having eight catches for 111 yards Outside of him, and he and he heard us. Don't get me wrong, but outside of him, everybody else's stats were very, very generic, very vanilla, average uh, NFL stats. Um, but the one stat, obviously, that that stands out is 
five turnovers, uh, four uh, picks by Sam Howell, and uh, Gibson had another fumble. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, but here's the thing. Do Josh Allen need to throw for a lot of yards when he's given short fields? Oh, I, I don't disagree. You know, with with, yeah, with throwing interceptions and turning the ball over, and they take over possession, and they're automatically in field goal range. Like, for example, in, in, the, in the first half, they get the ball and one play for 35 yards. I mean, if, if they never moved another yard, they had a field goal, but yet right. all it took was one play for 35 yards. And I don't remember, but there were several where Washington turned the ball over and Buffalo immediately had the ball in Washington territory. So I right. say that to say it lessened the, the, the number of times Josh Allen and the Buffalo offense needed to drive the length of the field or we scored, got a field goal, touchdown, and forced them to start at the 20-25 yard. That, they rarely had to do that. Because we just turned the ball over and gave him short field and said defense gonna stop him. And, and for well, the most I, part, they yeah, were, they no, were I don't doing disagree. That. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Our defense, uh, you know, overall did well. Um, but and and they did have some short fields. I, I agree. But my my point was when you see thirty seven points, you you expect some some big offensive numbers, whether whether it's passing numbers, whether it's rushing numbers, whatever it is you expected to see some some big numbers. Um, and like I said, it, if you didn't watch the game and you saw the Buffalo scored 37 and you've got some players on Buffalo on your fantasy football team, you'd be like, oh man, I, I, I racked up some, some, you know, serious yardage or whatever. And, and unless you had digs, there wasn't a whole lot there for you. Um, and uh, you know, Sam Howell, you know, obviously had the, the four interceptions. He was 19 of 29 for 170 yards. Uh, that's not that's not going to cut it with zero interceptions, right? Uh, <laughs> you you need to be two hundred plus. Uh, you know, two hundred should definitely be the 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 low point for for production offensively in the NFL. Um, B Rob only he only had ten carries. I think we had in thirteen. I think it was total 13, for the day. Thirteen total. Uh, but B Rob had seven. I'm sorry, ten for seventy yards. Um, and I, and I had mentioned, you know, Gibson had another uh, fumble on one of his two carries. So it, it, it was an ugly game. I think, um, you know, you, you look at when you lose a game, you look at where, where do we go wrong, right? Was, was there, and, and I know quickly on social media, I'm looking out there at social media, both, both on some uh, uh, Facebook washington fan pages as well as twitter and man there's a there's a major major dog pile dog pile on sam howell and not that he doesn't deserve some criticism but my number one concern at the end of watching that game is man that offensive line was bad they were bad today they they gave sam minimal time they they either, they gave him the bare minimum or less time consistently throughout the entire game from beginning to end and yes sam howell had some bad passes yes sam howell probably should have thrown the ball away a couple times but the reason why he should have thrown it away a couple times was because the rush was coming in 
But there was times where, you know, there's no way that he could throw the ball away if he was truly looking downfield, right? He he had to be watching the the line collapse so he could quickly throw the ball away or take the sack. Um, and so, you know, you know. Far, and, far and away, my biggest concern at the end of this game isn't Sam Howell. It is the offensive line. Well, no, no question that the <laughs> that the offensive line didn't help um, our quarterback. Uh, anyone knows that typically football games are won in the trenches, right? On offensive offensive line, defensive line, and you know Sam threw four interceptions, and I get it. I get how they look. There's certainly some plays that Sam um, made some poor decisions on. And this is where we talked about before the season started, where there are going to be games where he makes decisions where you go, man, that was a bad throw, bad decision uh, on Sam. And that was being a young guy learning. You know, when you're running and you just basically throw the ball to 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 the defender, it's like pump fake, Sam, right? Get the ball, get the guy up in the air. Right. Just get him in the air and just let him. And then you can either once he comes down or on his way down, then you can throw the ball or you just keep running with your leg. But you just throw it right to the guy. He picks it off and runs a pick six. Um, There are times where he's trying to to extend plays or didn't have time to even extend the play because the offensive line just let the uh, not let them, but allowed the, uh, the, the defense to get in and end up totaling nine sacks. I got to believe. And I meant to look this up, but Sam may be the most sacked quarterback through three games at this point. Um, Probably he, because I think almost every game this this season he's he's the, the the offensive line has allowed five plus sacks in each of the three in each of these three games. Right. Um, th- this is bad, man. Um, the thing that I that that I question is, and 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 I said this week one. And that was our pass-to-run ratio. And I listen, I, I don't want to get into this whole thing about, you know, running the ball is old school and all that. And I'm not talking about going back to that type of run the ball. But by comparison, Washington ran the ball 13 times as a team. Right. Not, not individual. As a team, we ran the ball a total of 13 times for a total of 105 yards. Buffalo, by comparison, as a team, and Buffalo has a franchise quarterback, might I add, a number one Pro Bowl, all-pro receiver. But as a team, they ran the ball 33 times for 168 yards. And oh, by the way, their quarterback, Threw the ball 32 times. So 32 pass attempts, 33 rushes as a team. Washington throws the ball 29 times and ran the ball 13 times. And yeah. look, their guy has a better track record as an NFL passer than our guy. Our guy was officially on his fourth start. And Josh Allen has played a lot of footballs. And just real quick, I'm going to give you these numbers here, Ken. Go ahead. Entering the game today, 
So through through two games, Josh Allen had thrown for a total of 501 yards. Sam Howell had thrown for 510. Josh Allen had a total of 70 attempts, passes. Right. Sam Howell was 78. Right. So we're throwing the ball at a rate of what NFL quarterbacks, which are guy, we got a young guy with a suspect offensive line, and yet at the rate we're throwing the ball doesn't make sense to me. So after today's game, I added in today's stats. And by comparison, okay, Sam Howe, 671 yards. Josh Allen, 728. But the, but the difference is Sam has 99 passes and Josh Allen has 110. So, again, I'm going to go back to this again. I asked the question about being pass-happy with the Airbnb offense, which I, I am not knocking it. I love the creativity. But at some point, you have to make the adjustment and realize you can't just put it all on the shoulders of your young quarterback. you got to help him out in other ways. Right. I, I don't disagree. I think I, I had less problem the first two games. Uh, this game here, clearly – you know, the, we needed to, to run the ball more um, and ha- have some sense of balance. Um, I, I said before, I said before the season and the first two games, it kind of held true that. And I said, you know, like I said, before the, the season that we were probably going to be a 60, 40 ratio, 60% passing 40% uh, running and, and for offensive offensively productive teams that's the ratio to in today's nfl um but 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 today when you when you see uh what i say 29 attempts and 13 runs uh you're that that's that's out of whack you know it uh you're at what 25 percent roughly um rushing it's attempt. out of it's out of whack when also you're sitting here watching, and the guy doesn't have time to pass the ball. Correct. Next thing you know, you're getting sacked, you're getting pressure, and now you're second and long, third and long. I mean, there's you were we were constantly behind the chains. And and I can understand what you can say what that led to some of the imbalance in the passing. But hold the cow, man. It's like you passed the ball, and that created the negative, negative plays that you're trying to avoid. Right. Um, I, and again, I'm not advocating for us to go back to this old school 90s, 80s, 90s style, just run the ball, pound the rock, you know, rarely pass the ball. That, that's not what I'm advocating here, but, but you got to read the game. You got to be able to look at the game and be able to say, okay, what, what's happening here? What can we do? What's working or where's the adjustment? And today was a classic case of, man, maybe the adjustment should have been, you, you you go to a little bit more of a run game or you do some more quick passes some screens or something, something different than just allowing Sam Howell to drop back there, man. And, and the defense, I mean, the offensive line ultimately giving up nine sacks. Well, and, that just, and, that's just crazy. Yeah. And I want to, I guess in a roundabout way, one of the things we talk about coming into the game and how we, how we, how, ru- how we rush the passer, right. Um, with chase and Montez on the end about, creating 
a box or, or a U to contain uh, Josh Allen. Um, that's exactly what Buffalo did to Howell. He didn't have an escape route, right? Most of the time, there was no way the ends went up, but they didn't go up so high beyond Josh that all of a sudden he could run out to the left or, or, or to the right. It was definitely a containment uh, type of scenario. And to their credit, our offensive line's demise, they never let Sam Howell get comfortable, right? He'd be comfortable for a couple passes. And then there was a rushed pass. There was, you know, a pass that he gets completed. Then he gets sacked. I mean, it's, there was never, a steady rhythm for really an entire drive um, that, that, that he was comfortable back there with that, without any major pressure or sacks or, or whatever, whatever it is um, on the other side of the ball, you know, the, the defense didn't do bad, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to blame any, any one person, but Cody Barton, he he he's out there running around watching things happen. Uh, he's not tackling. He's getting juked and blocked and run past everybody. Um, he he's always an arm's reach away from everywhere that he goes. Everything that he's doing. Um, he's he you know. Maybe there was a reason, after all, that he was a a, a backup linebacker and a special teams linebacker. Um, unfortunately, we're you know I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think we're missing uh, Cole Holcomb more Man, than stop. Stop. more than uh, we recognize. And again, I'm not making Cole Holcomb out to be any kind of. Oh, uh, you know, all pro, anything like that. He he was the, <laughs> he was the steady player that we needed that we don't have at this point. Our, our, our linebackers, our, our linebackers are being mediocre is being kind. Ken, how's 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 Cole doing right now? I, I'm I'm curious. How, how's Cole doing right now? I, I I can just I'm just telling you from Cole the last few years we got production out of him. Look, man, let me just say this. He, he was the leading tackler, I think, a couple years. I know at least one, if not two years. Okay. He was the leading that's tackler. Fine. That's fine. He can tackle somebody. That's that's cool. Listen, you gotta be there, but you got to be there to tackle him. Listen. You, you, you see Cody <laughs> coming up on the, on the back end of plays. Okay, listen, listen. Uh, that's fine. I get it. I get it. Cody, Cody Barton through three games is not making everyone miss Cole Hulk. I get it. I totally get it. Listen, man, the deal here, the deal here right now is, as I said earlier today, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out on the Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis, if Jamin Davis stepped up to be the first round pick that everyone expect and wanted him to be, you're not worried about Cole Holcomb. You're not worried about Barton. But because you're not getting any type of production out of your former first round pick, it's highlighting more so that you need the other guy. And that's why I feel like the Cole Holcomb, Cody Barton situation is being highlighted because you're not getting the production out of, out of Jamin Davis. But, but Davis However, does make, but he, but he does make man, plays. Man, stop. stop. He, he, what, no, what plays? He, he's not living up. To, he's not, look, he's not living up to first round expectations. I a hundred percent agree, but he is there. 
if you're not looking for Cody Barton, you don't even know he's on the field. I don't know that Jammy's on the field. Okay. No, no I, different. I, I, I don't know. Come on. Jammy Davis ain't out here making plays, man. I'm sorry. I, I Listen, the bar is so low that we, he, he, he makes one play in the game and all of a sudden we're like, there's, there's Jammy Davis. Come on, man. Come on. Jammy Davis. The only difference between Jammy Davis, Cody Barton and Cole Holcomb is where they was drafted. You're not getting any, you're not didn't get any more production out of, out of one or the other. If, if, if draft status, draft position was, was not equal. I mean, I mean, it was irrelevant. You could do a toss up and pick either one of three of those run, those linebackers. I, I, and, I and did. I'm going to definitely disagree. I'm definitely going to disagree on that, but that's fine. But, but and, and, and what, just because he's faster. Like, I don't care. That he, he's, he's fast. He's, he's there to make plays. Look, I, 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 I should have looked it up because I wrote it down about commenting on him. I should have looked to see, you know, did Cody Barton even have a tackle today? You know, I mean, Jam- uh, what's that? How many did Jamin Davis has? If he has one, he's, he's better than, than Cody. Co- <laughs> you, you were even laughing about how much he got juked. Uh, exactly. Uh, who was, I don't know if it was Diggs or somebody caught a pass right in front of him. And he was like, he didn't like, he was like Can't. stuck. Like he couldn't even move to, to try and tackle the guy. He's, he's backing up. He's dropping back into pass coverage. And he's just a, a body. He, he's what uh, Norwell. Listen, what Norwell was last year to the offensive line. That's what Cody Barton is to the linebackers this year. Fair enough. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Cody Barton is not underperforming. All right. But what I am going to tell you is we're sitting here debating on who who's not as bad as the other. Uh, they're both playing terrible, man. They're both playing terrible. Period. Including Jamin Davis. Yes. So <laughs> I'm not standing up for I'm not standing up for for Jamin Davis, but uh, again, I, <laughs> if I'm giving Jamin Davis a a C and he's the best one, I, I need I need everybody to at least my linebackers to get a C. Uh, not a, as I said, the bar is low or, or MIA. Okay, all right. Well, listen. E- either way, nobody's out there making plays on defense. Is it, it's continuing to be the bend but don't break, right? This is if you want to be a top, top ranked defense, then these are the kind of games where you need to show up as well, right? Right. Where was John Allen? I think Deron Payne made. I remember him making at least the one big play where he Payne made fourth, some, fourth made, and one. Payne made a handful of plays. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. We we we. Where was Montez? You know, Chase Chase made a few. He popped there Early a few on. times and made you know, made a couple impact on some plays. But at the end of the day, Josh Allen was escaping out of pocket and still making plays down the field. So do you credit, do you credit Chase for flushing him out? But yet the guy's still converting to play. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, you, 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 your good defenses steps up and, and, and showcase and show out on a big stage against good teams. And I don't know that we did that. And, and again, Sam and the offense put them in some bad spots with some short fields, putting them, putting the pressure on them right away. I get it. I get it. But again, if you're going if you're going to keep talking to me and tell me that we got this elite defense, then then the expectation is you need to play at an elite level. I don't need to have you missing games. I don't want to hear what sometimes or maybe you make a play late in the game. I don't know who it was. In fact, I think it was Jamie Davey makes a play late in the game. We're getting blown out and he's standing up. I mean, let's go sit down. 
right. You're right. blown out. And you making a you made one play in the fourth quarter. So so again, collectively as a team here, it, it it's not looking as if we're we're much better. And I'm not ready to overreact on it. As as I said today at the bar, you go and you beat Philly next week, if now you're three and one. Chicago game, that's a winnable game. You're four and one. Atlanta, that's a winnable game. You're five and one. You end up being five and one, and no one cares about this Buffalo game. Now, nationally, again, they're going to say, well, we haven't beat anyone of those five wins because everyone we beat, other than the Philly, are teams that aren't very good. And the and the one team we did lose to, Buffalo, playoff contender. But my point being is it makes things look a little bit different record-wise if they go on and win, and I think people will be quickly will quickly be able to wash away this Buffalo game because the Buffalo game was just awful ugly. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah. it, but it's got to start next week, man, because yeah, I'm interested Philly, in, in my opinion, yeah. is, is beatable. Well, and, and I, again, the, you know, when we make some of these comments about Sam Howell, uh, I mean, if if this would have been week one, our very first week of game, and and this is what we saw from Sam Howe, our concern level would be a lot higher. But we've had week one and week two where we saw some some poise and some some really good throws, uh, and obviously some some wins and some drives that he had. If if all I'm looking at is today, of course I'd have a lot of concern with Sam Howe. Uh, based off of that. This is our first, what I would classify as a playoff team that we played. And based off of this game and the three games we've played this year, uh, we're, we're not in the playoff caliber. We're not playing at a playoff caliber compared to other teams, right? Um, and and that needs to change if, if that's the kind of team that we're going to be, right? If we're going to be a playoff team, you got to beat other playoff teams and even if you don't even if you lose games you can't get blown out like this you you got to show no. up you got to put up a fight um you got to you got to take it into the the fourth quarter at least uh if not the last 5 minutes of of any game if you're a playoff team yes and and things like and and, and as we talked about Sam has to shoulder some of the responsibility today absolutely yeah we can blame we can blame the offensive line for for, for some of the sacks but so is Sam. Sam had Sam had two red zone turnovers. Yep. That mean I mean the offense has driven the field in field goal position, and yet he turned the ball low through an interception in the red zone, not once but twice. That's on right. that's, that's Sam, man. You got that. That's that's something you got you got you got to get better with. But I, I'm not a, I'm not a big moral victory kind of guy. But I do try to look at, just like the team goes back and look at the tape and say, okay, what can we do? What can we learn from this? This might be one of those deals where we need to learn from it because we were 2-0 going into this game, and people were excited, and I get it. But in both of those games, those were comeback wins. It's not like we went out here and dominated these teams and we let let them – throughout the game and walked away and, you know, whooped somebody's butt, right? Both of those games, in order to be 2-0, we had to fight back to win those games. And those teams, those two teams, Arizona and uh, – uh, I'm drawing a blank. Who do we win for week two? Denver. 
Denver, sorry. You know, they weren't great teams, but but right. you still gotta you still gotta give yourself credit for coming back and keep grinding coming back from that. Right. And so this may be a situation where maybe now everybody can kind of get back and go, hey, maybe we're not who we thought we were. You know? And so maybe there's something here to kind of get everybody to be like, you know, I know we were two and oh, we were starting to believe the hype a little bit. And maybe this will make them get back to come down to earth a little bit and maybe get maybe refocus and get back to realize, man, which we're not where we thought we were. We're not who we thought we were, were going to be. And there's still a lot more work to be done. That's the yeah. only thing I can hope for that can come out of this, that they can go back and look at the tape and analyze this and just kind of see where they can improve. Because, man, this was this, this is bad, bro. Yeah. This yeah. Bad. I, mean, I think. Um, I, I, I hope and, and I think that we're not going to continue to see games this ugly. Uh, we may lose. You know, obviously, I don't think we're going to go uh, 16 and one for the season. Um, but you want to be competitive in all your games, winning, winning or losing uh, this one here. It, it seemed like the first half we were kind of competitive, even though things weren't working out. And then just. Like I said, the, the gates kind of opened up. Um, I mean, I kind of go back to to Ron and his leadership, which I'm hoping shows its shows up this season or, or immediately. Um, because we had some, you know, a year or two ago, we lost like four out of the first five or five out of the first six games. And somehow we kind of put some streaks together and won some games and kind of like made, made things interesting. I don't want to get behind at that point again but it goes to show that things can be turned around uh hopefully this offensive line can you know we don't think that this offensive line is a top five offensive line but they they also can't be a bottom five offensive line uh not with the the young quarterback not with the team to have consistent success so hopefully uh the enemy and crew can can get the offensive line to give give how that extra half a second you know second to half a second is is a lifetime in the nfl as a quarterback um it also not only for how but it gives the receivers you know an extra you know five steps to get away to make that cut to get away from whoever's defending them so it, it's not just a sam Howell thing it, it truly is a wide receiver thing as well of giving them time to get open so yeah, and and I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to play out with Antonio Gibson. You know, I know Jennifer King and Randy Jordan, Ron, and all those guys have talked to and looked at and discussed back and forth about Antonio Gibson and his ability to 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 fumble the ball. I, I'm curious to see how this is all going to play out, man, because this has been this has been pretty this this has been a big story. The, the entire time that he has been here, yeah, um, it's always the yeah, but with him, man, he has some good games where he does, he can do this. He's he's this type of runner. He's this and that, but he can't hold on to the ball. And hey, <laughs> it's gonna it, be it, interesting. I'm very curious to see how this is gonna play out, man. Because again, between Ron, Randy Jordan, Jennifer King, and then also the fact that his offensive coordinator is a former NFL running back, I, I don't know how this is gonna play out, and I'm very curious to see. What's I would say, yeah, Antonio Gibson. I, yeah, I know a lot of people were high on Antonio Gibson with EB coming in. Um, I was, I wasn't one of those 
play one of those people. Uh, I, I thought that B Rob's skills would be uh, opened up a little bit more, which we have seen some of them. Uh, even though it's just been a few games, we the first couple games we saw him catching more out of the backfield. Um, I think with with Gibson uh, playing but not carrying, that tells me that every time he comes in, he's either just going to block or run out for a pass. If you know when 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 one player struggles, that's an opportunity for another player. So if uh, Rodriguez can pick up the 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 blocking scheme, I would say the blocking scheme more than the uh, being able to run the ball or, or catch out of the backfield. If he can pick up the the blocking scheme and, and you know when and and help out, he he we may end up seeing a lot more of him and a lot less of Gibson. You know, moving forward, trade deadline. Antonio Gibson moved. Washington <laughs> what Commanders. Gonna, what are you, you going to get for him at this point? I don't know. You know uh, better nothing. Uh, yeah, and that's why. Yeah, I mean, you you need to have him there just in case. But you may see his uh, usage dwindling uh, as we move through here. But time will tell. Yeah. But, uh, ugly game, man. Ugly, hey, ugly game. Yeah, these are the games you you look at, and you know, I think the coach. There, there's games where you lose, and you're like, man, we don't even want to look at that film because it's so bad. I think this is a a game that you do look at and definitely point out, evaluate. Um, you know, maybe promote, maybe promote different people uh, along the offensive line, along linebackers, along wherever. Um, but after you do that, you, you put this in the past, and you know Philly's not going to feel sorry for you. Uh, they're they're going to be licking their chops. They're going to be looking at this game film and seeing a lot of the things that Buffalo did, and use that to their advantage. So you definitely have to tighten up, and and we can talk about yes. that uh, when we when we review the Philly game coming up here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> ugly game, man. Ugly, ugly game. I yeah. That this this is not one that makes me proud to be a fan, but uh, I'm still here, I'm not going nowhere, and uh, so hopefully, man, we can quickly watch this one and move on to the Philadelphia game because again, you win that game next week at Philly, and all of a sudden, instead of two and two, you're three and one. I think we all feel better about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a a hundred percent different uh, outlook if you if you go up to Philly and and take care of business there. So. Uh, uh, but that's, until until the next podcast, I don't have anything else. Do you, Reg? That's it, man. That's it. Watch it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G- give it to that. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to fight through our, our Monday mornings, right? Uh, in- anticipation for, for Philadelphia. Peace out, knuckleheads. Peace out.